Good morning, this is Daz on The Cat, The Tune and The Red, and joining us this morning is actor and writer Mark Farrelly. Uh, good morning, Mark, how are you doing? Good morning, I'm very well, thank you. Welcome to the show. You, you're coming up to the northeast. You're bringing uh, a couple of shows up to the northeast tonight. Uh, you're performing at the Middlesbrough Theatre, performing in your play Jarman. You're also coming up uh, a little bit later on to Barnard Castle at the Witham uh, to do Howard's End. Uh, you seem like a very busy man at the moment, Mark. I am. Well, I wrote um, two solo plays um, for myself back in 2012, yeah. and I imagined that they would tour for six to 12 months and that would be that but they're still going very strong as i speak and i've added two more shows which are the ones that i'm doing in this area so i'm moving a bit like a one-man rep actor between four different pieces of work so it keeps me extremely busy (laughs) i I would imagine your brain would be pretty much full to explode in at the moment let's start with the the middlesbrough show so you're in middlesbrough uh tonight you're playing um the show is jarman uh, about Derek Jarman, the filmmaker, painter, gardener uh, and gay rights activist. Can you tell us a little bit about what audiences can expect at the Middlesbrough Theatre this evening? Yes, they can expect the unexpected. Uh, <laughs> Derek was... Uh, well, Derek Jarman was a wonderfully inspirational figure and he uh, packed so much into his 52 years on the planet. Um, as you said, he was probably best known as a filmmaker, but he was an incredible writer he created a very famous garden at prospect cottage in dungeness which is growing out of the shingle it's one of the most wonderfully weird pieces of horticulture you're ever going to see um and the play uh is really recreating the whole sweep of his life in 80 minutes um there's a fair bit of audience interaction as well so it has a certain spontaneity to it that keeps it fresh and it's different every time but i think The main thing to expect is a real close-up encounter with the spirit of this man who was such an inspiring person and really believed in making the most of every hour of your life. And and that's the the big message, I think. What was it that drew you to his story, Mark? Well, I initially was not drawn to his story. Um, He died of AIDS in 1994, and he was one of relatively few public figures in that era who was very open about his diagnosis. Um, And I had, along with lots of people, I saw images of him towards the end of his life when he was very unwell. And I shied away from reading his diaries, which were written over the last five years of his life, because I Mm. thought they would be really bleak and depressing. Mm. But I did read them about four years ago, and I thought, well, more fool me, because... I found them to be joyous and uplifting and inspiring. And it's just incredible for someone who was so fully engaged in expressing himself artistically from a very early age. In his final years, he sort of went into overdrive, really, and made every moment count because he knew that he was living on borrowed time. So something that I I really love about him is he, he gives you a reminder not to, as he put it, not to elaborately murder time, not wasting your life and really making things count. Absolutely. And, I mean, he also, I mean, including some of the amazing things that he did, um, I mean, one of the things that just stood out for me there was he did a couple of Pet Shop Boys videos as well. That that seems a little bit out of the ordinary for him to do. Well, he, he worked across many different fields of endeavour and 
he did make feature films. Uh, probably the most famous ones are Sebastian and yeah. Caravaggio and Blue, his last film. But he had this fabulous side hustle <laughs> of making directing pop videos. Side so hustle, he I like directed, the way you put that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he saw it like that. I think. Um, you know, very often he'd get paid more for doing a pop video than the budget of one of his feature films. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he directed uh, It's a Sin for the Pet Shop Boys in 1987, which to this day I think is, you know, one of the best pop videos made in that era. Yeah. Um, but Derek also, I think, touched so many lives. He gave a lot of actors and performers their first break in his movies. I mean, I'm thinking particularly of... Tilda Swinton and Sean Bean, Toya Wilcox, all these figures that he worked with. It, it, you can, you know, just chuck a rock and you'll probably hit someone who worked with Derek Jarman at yes. some point because he really, he got about. Yeah. And, and how are you finding that audiences are reacting to the, the one-man show as you're travelling around the country? I have found it absolutely amazing. I'm just a few days back from performing for a week in Hong Kong with the show. Wow. So I've got a bit of an international perspective on it now. But yeah. I think wherever I go with it, um, his story really touches people very powerfully and uh, seems to embolden people to tell me remarkable and inspiring things in the bar afterwards. There's, <laughs> there's just something about being in the presence of this guy that uh, lifts people and, and, and makes people bolder. It's certainly a show where... I, I felt, you know, as, as being part of it and being a driving force behind it, it, it keeps making me think that I should be bolder and be doing more. Um, it, it does have a very energising and galvanising effect, and I, I really notice that with audiences. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you perform internationally, you've performed uh, obviously all around the UK as well. How do audiences differ as you, as you travel around? Do they react differently to the show? I think they do. People pick up on different aspects of it. Um, there's a lot of humour in it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but there are some real tonal shifts in it because I need to portray the closing years of his life as well. Right. Um, and inevitably, there's a, there's a sorrow to that. Uh, well, and and it, I think it makes a lot of people reflect much more widely on what was lost in that era that is being portrayed. So, yes, I think people key into different parts of the story um and uh, I, I you certainly get really interestingly different reactions wherever you go i wondered in hong kong if people would be very quiet because i'd heard that it's a bit of a theater going tradition there to mm. to watch something in relative silence as a mark of respect not so <laughs> this 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 show really kind of got them vocalizing and talking and i got i depending on the theatre space, I sometimes go in amongst the audience and deliver some of the speeches standing in the seating area with the audience and things like that. And that, that often kind of gives people permission to get involved in it more. Yeah. Come back to me, said Eden Free, Said Eden free, joy will again win the holy war. 
We're chatting with Sheffield-born actor and writer Mark Farrelly. Uh, Mark is off on tour at the moment, and he's been on tour for a little while now, performing uh, four shows, four different shows. He's bringing Jarman, the story of Derek Jarman, to the Middlesbrough Theatre this evening, uh, Friday the 9th of February. And he's also up in the northeast in March, on the 29th of March, performing Howard's End at the Witham in Barnard Castle. Tell us a little bit about the Howard's End show, because this this sounds very different uh, to the Derek Jarman one. Yes, Howard's End is the only one of my four pieces that isn't a solo show. Yeah. This is a two-hander, and uh, a wonderful actor called Simon Cartwright plays Frankie Howard. And I play a man called Dennis Hamer, who was Frankie's partner for over 30 years, but who was kept a complete secret. Um, So it's really looking into the dynamics of what was going on away from the stage for Frankie Howard. You get to see lots of his stand-up and comedy in it, and there's plenty of interaction with the audience and ad-libbing. But it's also looking at what was going on behind the scenes. And... um, yeah, that again is, uh, it's been a remarkable challenge because yeah. it's very hard to find somebody who could capably play Frankie off stage as well as on. Uh, we auditioned a lot of actors who were very good at sort of doing an impersonation of Frankie, but not so strong uh, at the deeper stuff and vice versa. Yeah. And Simon is an actor who can straddle both. I mean, and he's been a joy to work with. So this play, we've performed nearly a hundred times now in fact a couple of nights ago we did it at the crucible in sheffield and that always just gets a a fantastic reaction uh, because people go because like me they sometimes want to see that figure from yesteryear and have one last encounter with him he died very suddenly in 1992 and neither dennis nor us the fans really got a a, a proper goodbye it was so Mm abrupt so it's an attempt in some ways to redress that and and let you say farewell to him in 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 more more measured and present terms um so that's that's obviously there's a pun in the title howard's end but it's really also it's indicating that the play is thematically looking at endings what i really wanted to avoid was to in inverted commas only do a straightforward tribute show to Frankie. I I felt that the audiences deserved and need more than that and more depth. Nothing wrong with the tribute show, and if that's what you fancy, go for it. But that's not quite what Howard's End is. There's, There's something more on offer. Uh, so that's coming up to the Witham in Barden Castle on the 29th of March. Um, how are you finding this this touring, Mark, where you, you, you're doing a lot on your own, at one-man shows, uh, and then is, is it relief working with Simon and, and getting to see somebody else and perform with somebody else? Um, or, or, or do you enjoy that, that, that solo aspect to your work? I would say I really, really enjoy uh, the solo uh, life. Yeah. Um, I've worked, you know, for many, many years in theatre and have been part of some very big shows, big touring companies. I worked for Alan Aitbourne at one point. Mm-hmm. I was in the West End with Matthew Kelly in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Mm-hmm. But things changed within my own life. I had some real reverses and setbacks and losses. And... I just started to feel the desire to write. And funnily enough, it never really occurred to me not to write just for one voice, because I think although all of my shows are 
biographical. Inevitably, there are aspects and elements of my own life that are filtered in there somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy it. And having started it really as, you know, simply a, a passion project that I thought would last for a few months, it has become a way of life because I've, as you implied, I've added two pieces to the initial two that I had and then work those four in rotation. I love the fact that it's a different audience, a different venue, and, and more often than not a different play yes. <laughs> from one night to another. So, you know, um, uh, next week, for example, I'm playing Quentin in London and then in Lowestoft, and then it's back to Jarman and... I think there are only, as far as I'm aware, about four or five of us in the country who have created for themselves this particular kind of acting career. Yeah. Um, but it's, to me, it's hugely rewarding because I'm the only one doing this particular thing. And there's a, there's a, um, a uniqueness to it that I find immensely satisfying. It sounds really exciting, Mark, um, the journey that you're on. Uh, Mark is appearing tonight at the Middlesbrough Theatre playing in Jarman and he's back up in the North East on the 29th of March for Howard's End at the Witham in Barnard Castle. What's next for you, Mark? Uh, is, there another, is there another show that you're working on, another story, another character's life that you, you're working with or are you, are you concentrating on, on these uh, shows for the moment? I am immensely busy with the four that I've got and a measure of that I can tell you is today is my birthday and I'm working oh, on my birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Kept that one quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's another working day, you know, yeah, and yeah. to be honest, where, where nicer to be than on stage playing Derek Jarman. Yes, yes. Um, so really for the next 12 months, I, I don't have much headway to, to work on something else. I do have an idea in mind for a fifth piece. Okay. But I'm going to keep it to myself because <laughs> I always do that until the, until it's finished and I know it's a go. But yes, there is there is something that is stirring in my mind that I'd like to write, but I don't think it's going to materialise in any great hurry with the schedule being what it is. Well, we're really looking forward to seeing the shows, Mark. It's, uh, it's Jarman at the Middlesbrough Theatre this evening, Friday the 9th of February, and it's Howard's End at the Witham in Barnard Castle on the 29th of March. Good luck with the tour, Mark, um, and hopefully you'll get some time off uh, this year at some point, and please do come back and maybe. tell us... Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, please do come back and tell us um, all about uh, your next show as well. Good luck with the tour. Thank you so much. Daz in the morning. The tune, the red and the car.